Welcome to Home Dad Chat, brought to you by the National At-Home Dad Network. My name is Brock. My name is Danny. And we are here to talk about life as stay-at-home dad. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. No, I don't want much. I even love handmade crafts made of macaroni. Come on now, you should know me. Sometimes I might eat too much. No worry about my weight, got the dad bod rocking on me. Sketches on my feet, cargo shorts look good on me. I'm a dad, that's what I do. Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Home Dad Chat. Uh, tonight is going to be a really fun night. We've got some uh, guests with us. We actually have two guests tonight. Uh, so um, we'll be talking with them about potty training and just all of the fun that comes with that. I'm sure everybody's got their own stories. These guys definitely have uh, stories to tell as well. And that's why we've brought them on tonight. Um, and so we'll get to know them here in just a minute. Uh, Danny, how's, uh, how was your day? It was good. Good. Been long. I'll admit it. It's been a long day, but it was uh, 64 degrees today. So it was all outside and wonderful. And you're welcome. <laughs> So how was your day, man? <laughs> You're killing me. You're killing me, man. Oh, you know, I woke up to almost 10 inches of snow on the ground today. <laughs> so uh, I did a lot of shoveling and uh, it was, you know, it is what it is. But uh, the kids had a snow day. So it was uh, just basically that wasn't wasn't too bad. So did they actually like call out school snow day? You mean? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Full nice. on school snow day. We're we're in person, so they yeah they, they they're not doing virtual learning or anything like that. So they got a they got a true snow day. They've actually this is their third snow day that they've had. So um, well, uh, I'll show my ignorance here. I just kind of assumed y'all never you know took a snow day um, because here that's all we do. You drop a popsicle on the ground and we close the schools. So oh yeah, well we're uh, Cincinnati. We're not, we're not we're not we're not Wisconsin oh, and, and Minnesota. Not quite where, as far. Huh? They you know they all drive around in snowmobiles and and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> we uh, we don't have any of that. Sled dogs. Yeah, it 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 uh it snows too. It it snows like three inches down here and they shut everything down because uh, it's bad. Actually, it got so bad this morning that I woke up to a uh, a, a semi truck accident on uh, one of the major highways that comes by the ballparks. And oh, no. apparently everybody had been sitting there since like two o'clock in the morning. So I put on the TV at like nine o'clock and they're like, oh yeah, traffic is still stuck. And you could see this like big rig jackknife. And I was like, oh my gosh, that just sounds just horrific. So yeah, it, it was an interesting day here in town <laughs> for, for a lot of travelers. I'm just like, I'm glad I'm just staying at home. I'd have nowhere to go. <laughs> Besides us being here, we've got a couple of our friends from the National At Home Dad Network closed group uh, with us tonight. We've got Don Hudson and uh, Paul Gordon, and uh, we brought them on to, to talk about uh, potty training, but we also want everybody to get a chance to just to, to know them. Anybody who's, of course, in the closed group probably knows these guys a little bit just from interaction. And if you've been to Home Dad Con, you've definitely met Don. So, <laughs> um, I mean... Come on, it's just synonymous, I think. He's a living legend. Yeah. A living legend. Barely. Barely. <laughs> yeah. But um, well, I'm gonna start with Paul. Uh Paul, tell us a little bit about just a little bit about you and uh uh how many kids you got. Um I'm I live about north of north of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, about an hour. So we didn't have any snow today, but we have about 18 inches on the ground. Oh, Three wow. weeks or so. We've had a pretty consistent amount of snow cover, so shoveling probably shoveled probably about three feet already this year so i can tell you that we're used to it um my kids i have a seven year old and a three and a half year old 
and they both love helping shoveling. So it's nice. That helps. <laughs> nice. We got them their own little yeah. shovels and uh, for Christmas and they come out and scoop up snow with us now. So it's really nice. Is that sort of the thing like when you uh, when you're birthed into like a farming family, like it's the same thing when you're in Wisconsin, you're just birthed into like a family. You're like, hey, here's your snow shovel. <laughs> Get ready. Merry Christmas. Earn your keep. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think this year was the first year they really enjoyed helping, though. I've tried to get them past years and they just go out and play in the snow. And this year they're actually helping clear it. So it's it's nice. All right, Paul. So I, I got to ask you, I'm, I'm a big uh, proponent for getting kids doing chores and things like that, helping around because they are big helpers. I think naturally they just want to help. But um, I have to ask you, is there helping actually helping? <laughs> <laughs> um surprisingly the the seven-year-old yes um he's getting really good at actually throwing the snow too so we don't just have the piles right next to the the sidewalk and everything else um the youngest is he's definitely getting there um <laughs> he, he it's about 20 25 minutes he'll actually scoop and try and push and stuff and then after that he starts like climbing the mountains and you know so then he comes back down <laughs> and you end up shoveling <laughs> twice but <laughs> <laughs> it's a learning process i'm glad to hear yeah, that that's, yeah. that's really cool too definitely man <laughs> that's awesome yeah i mean hey you know it's just kind of like you know raking leaves you're you when you're a kid you rake them into a pile just so you can jump in <laughs> it's not so much you're helping trying to help out at all so <laughs> Cool, man. Well, hey, and then uh, we've got uh, Don Hudson as well. Uh, Don, tell us a little bit about your family. Oh, uh, well, what is there to say? Let's see. I got, uh, I've got four kids, ages uh, five, seven, nine, and 29. Um, I started over. But <laughs> that's a whole other story. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. Getting them to do chores is actually helpful. They're at the age now that they actually do work, which is extremely helpful around the house. Uh, have my oldest boy. He washes. He cleans the ba well, one bathroom a day. He cleans the bathroom. Uh, my middle guy does the laundry one load a day, which is helpful. Um, and my baby girl goes out and uh, uh, feeds the chickens and collects the eggs. Nice, so, nice. And they help with the you know picking up their stuff around the house. They keep their bedrooms clean. And um, I'm kind of militant about it though. I think. <laughs> Like, get your work done. Come on, troops. That's right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Report and, you know, line up. And, you know, military background, I found it the best way to work with troops. So if I give them a direct job, I need you to do this. They're like, okay. And they go and do it. It might take them a while, but they get it done. You know, instead of just saying, hey, I need somebody to blah, 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 then nobody, nobody does it. Yeah, they have, nobody steps up. They have learned not to volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need a volunteer. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's getting voluntold right now. <laughs> yep, yep, that's it. It's like, you volunteer, <laughs> I will volunteer. <laughs> that's cool. Well, and to Don, I think that uh, you coming in tonight, uh, you've got some background just working with dads um, with your uh, your nonprofit that you have out of, uh, out of uh, is it Portland, right? Portland, yeah, yeah. We got I uh, got Seahorses uh, Inc. Seahorses PDX. Uh, it's a nonprofit. Uh, started out here locally as a retail store uh, years ago, and then morphed into a nonprofit because the activities that we were doing at the store was a lot more fun, really, than the than the actual retail store. So um, got away from that. Now we still do 
we still do dad's after hours and we do daddy eater games once a year um, on father's eve and we celebrate with father's eve with, with john francis's organization um we team up with the uh, pdx dads group uh, city dads so that's pretty fun and it's a, it's a good group of guys and uh, and of course uh, at home dad network they're a pretty active group here of at home dads so yeah it's, it's a fantastic network here no oh, that's cool man yeah i, I remember uh when i first got involved with the national at home dad network i would see different things from uh, seahorse coming out and Definitely stuff with uh, the Micah and me uh, band and, you know, seeing them coming in every once in a while, my kids and I would enjoy watching them. So yeah, uh, that's cool that uh, things are still going. Kind of, I don't know, put it on a breaks because of COVID, but right. um, it's still going. It's just kind of on life support, limping along. And once, once COVID restrictions are lifted, then I, I'm sure we'll be get, getting more active and in, uh, in the community and, and doing other things. We still have tons of ideas thrown around. We just, can't do them yet yep i think everybody's kind of in that place a lot of a lot of uh a lot of different like groups are waiting to do that so i'm, I'm sure that it'll all kick back in here real soon Very uh, but um yeah tonight like i said we're gonna be talking about uh potty training uh, i just kind of wanted you guys to come in and, and share some stories um about that um specifically let's see here we were gonna be talking about um one of, one of the things you know just kind of talking about potty training there's always seems to be like some struggles some things kind of work some things kind of don't um and it's different per kid you know and don you've got multiple kids and different age ranges and stuff so you got some different spread out things there and paul sounds like your kids are just you know kind of close in age for the most part we'll we'll start with uh paul i'm just curious like what was uh what was the thing that you struggled with uh when getting started with potty training uh we did the me and my wife did day potty training method. Um, I don't know if anybody's seen that book out there, but basically it's like the, the hardcore, like day one, throw the diapers away and you're on the kid like a hawk. And every time they start going potty, you pick them up and carry them to the bathroom to get them that feeling of going, of going and then going to the bathroom. And that was like the biggest struggle is basically staying in one room right next to the bathroom all day and both my kids we did at age two so they were still in naps you know still doing naps then like you had to figure out how you were going to handle nap time and then and if you were still going to do uh if we were still going to have uh sleeping diapers you know bedtime diapers my first one has never worn a diaper since we started potty training him for bedtime or at all basically he's fully potty trained a week after he turned two my youngest still is in bedtime diapers and it's like, it was a struggle for like two weeks of him waking up completely wet and like not getting that whole idea. And we just put him back in diapers. The biggest struggles were those three days of just walking over the kid constantly waiting for him to have an accident <laughs> and constantly, re constantly reminding him, you have to go potty. Tell us you have to go potty. Like, don't forget to tell us you have to go potty. Like just ingraining that. Mines. Yeah, that sounds like that would definitely grind you out a little bit and wear on you. <laughs> but you knocked it out in three days, at least for, you said for your older, you're what, seven-year-old now? Seven-year-old, uh, yeah. three days and that's it. Yep, three days. He was completely potty. And no nighttime diapers. No bedtime diapers, nothing. Man, I would, I would, I would send you a trophy. That's amazing. To me, that's amazing. I know it's possible, but three days. And the, and the, the book seems to be very, very uh, popular. Um, I think it's the one by um, uh, Laura Jensen. 
and it's basically three-day potty training. It seems like just a real quick, easy method, but it's that constant uh, must focus, must be on the potty for three days, must be or not on the potty, but must be thinking about the potty at all right. times. Yeah, so. and there's no like, uh, it's not like the 30-minute or 20-minute method where you wait every and then time it out and put them on the potty. It's literally waiting them to start going mm -hmm. and then running them to it. And then the constant reminder. So it's like no yeah. TV, no distractions yeah. other than toys. And you have to be with their plane with them. It's mm -hmm. tiring. Yeah. Exhausting. It, it just, I, anytime I hear stuff like that, man, I, for whatever reason, I've got flashbacks of look who's talking too. <laughs> have, you, have you ever seen that scene where uh, the kid comes into the bathroom and it's got the, like the, the monster that. toilet. That's like, give me your PP. Pee -pee. I'm right. like, Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> 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 when I, when I was, when I was uh, putting this out here as a question to everybody in the closed group, I actually found that like gif and I was like, uh, I could put that on there or I could just put this one of the kids sleeping on the toilet. Cause you're just like, Hey, just sit here. <laughs> fell asleep that sounds similar to the method that we used i don't uh i don't know what book you guys use but we, we used one called oh crap it's potty training method i don't remember who mm -hmm. the author was i like that title <laughs> uh, it's available on pdf uh, as only format it's not an actual hard copy book sounds very similar mm -hmm. where you just on them like white on rice for you know three days and then let them go commando for a few weeks uh, afterward. Is that the style that you used for all of your kids, Don? All but the oldest. Uh, the oldest was, you know, 27 years ago. So I'm, my memory's kind of hazy on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to speak on, on, on that, uh, on that experience. Cause I really honestly don't remember much about it, Sure. but, uh, the other three, yeah, we used the, the Oh crap potty training method where, you know, for the first three days, they just run around buck naked and you're on them like white on rice. And the way we approached it was that I, I bought multiple potty chairs that were really easy to move. And, you know, we'd move from room to room, but there was always a potty chair right there. So we didn't have to run to the bathroom and just like, there it is. You know, the potty chair was on within arm's reach on this side and the kid was never without an arm's reach on this side. I actually really enjoyed it, though, those three days, um, because... When else do you get a chance to spend that kind of time and give that much attention to your kids? You know, mm -hmm. uh, that's some pretty invested time for sure. Yeah. And you get, to, I got to learn things about them because I was watching their cues. I didn't remind them. I didn't have to remind them. Oh, we're going to use the potty. No, you just watch for their watch for their cues, and they're like, okay, they're going to sneak over to a corner because that's a natural instinct. Even dogs or cats will do that to try and hide their poop or pee or whatever. And then you like. Shink! Ride them onto the potty so that once they get even just a drop or two in there, you praise them like, you know, they won the marathon. And then they get that positive reinforcement, that reward. And then they, they move over there to it and sit down on it. Even if they don't pee, they're like, look at me, here I am. I want that reward. And not with like cookies or crackers or, you know, sweets or whatever, but just yay, praise yeah, uh, kind of thing. And, um, and they responded very well to it. My, my, my oldest was two and a half days before we went to and then we went to pants instead of underpants we used just regular pants like sweatpants or whatever so that they could slip down really easy mm -hmm. um and just go commando for lack of a better term with no underwear because uh, the book says that the the underwear uh kind of like replaces that sensation of a diaper that that firm pressness and pressing up against your skin and they're like oh okay well, i'm back in my diaper i can go here well no that's underwear so you just don't do that. And it's a completely new sensation when they have an accident and it runs down their leg. They're like, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. So 
that reinforces the idea of pushing their pants down and sitting on the potty, and then you praise them again like crazy. Yeah. And then when they when they're doing that consistently, then you make a big deal about getting big boy pants or you know whatever. And yeah, it worked for all three of my littles. We, uh, I was fortunate because I'm a stay at home parent, so under normal circumstances, I'm not sure just anybody. Can yeah, that definitely helps too. I mean, well, take in- that kind of time. Yeah. Well, cause I mean, sometimes like if you take your kids and you send them off to like preschool or something, like they make it sort of almost a rule, like they've got to be potty trained or kind of on that I train or whatever. Train. Yeah. We had that, we had that problem with my, uh, my middle cause he was, he was good to go. And this was right when I opened seahorses, the retail store. So I was like no longer a stay at home parent. So I had to pass off this method, this philosophy to the, the, the new caretaker and consistency wasn't there and it, he failed miserably. So we had to do what they call the hard reset and do it again about three months later. But he kept, he kept peeing his pants. We're mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's not acceptable at preschool. He needs to be either in a diaper or potty train. So we're like, all right. So I took time off from work. My wife took time off from work. We're like, we've got to fucking do this. <laughs> and just, just hammered it out and got him. Consistency is key. Yeah. Our first one we did when we were, I was working. So we took off a Friday and did it on a weekend. And then he went back to daycare on that Monday. And then it was training the daycare to not put him in a diaper because he didn't yeah. need one. Yeah, that's hard. Sometimes he would he would come home with a dry diaper and I'd be like, why does he have a diaper on? Yeah, where'd this come from? Like, did you, yeah, did you go? Like, we don't have diapers at the daycare. <laughs> why, why does he have a diaper on? And then they'd be like, oh, sorry. He was just must have been in line to get a diaper on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like following a, an assembly line diaper. Okay, everybody, new diaper, line up. Yep, that's that's the way I do it. You got to have like six, twelve kids. What have you got in there? Yeah, okay, y'all line up. We're all getting a diaper. <laughs> Just one right after the other. I wouldn't doubt it. That's probably yeah. I mean, if you've got to oh, keep yeah. track of them all like that, why not just line them up and knock them out like a conveyor belt for sure? <laughs> and I found it interesting also that my my there's the common myth that little boys are harder to potty train than little girls. Mm -hmm. I found that to be completely wrong. I agree. Yeah. My little girl was really interested in what was going on down there when she'd sit on the potty and she'd like bend over and look and shoot out that way and miss the toilet entirely. (laughs) Whereas my, my little, my little dudes, I could say, you know, tuck your dude, you know, aim that thing. Tuck Mm -hmm. your dude. So they wouldn't shoot out. Aim your aim and tuck your dude. Mm-hmm. Well, she doesn't have anything to tuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was a bit difficult. So, you know, you can't watch. Try telling a two year old she can't do something. Yeah. Every single time. Well, so, <laughs> with, with your boys, I mean, were you having them sit down to, to pee basically? Like, because I know with yeah. mine, yeah, okay. Because with mine, like, it was the exact opposite. Like, he didn't do well sitting down. But if I stood him in front of the toilet, like, we had like a stool or whatever. He, he would aim that way and everything was fine. It was like, anytime we set him down, it was like whoosh, up in the air. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> uh, to, to teach him to pee standing up, we did that outside at a tree on a tree. Nice. Yeah. So, you know. That's, that was... that's what I did with my boys. I just went out and showed them by example. I, I don't even know if I intended it the first time, but after I that, they're I like, I... can I pee on a tree? That would be amazing. Can I pee on a tree? I mean, we'll stop. We've got a fairly long driveway and we'll come in and they'll have to go really badly. Like, dad, stop, 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 stop. And they will jump out and just run to the first tree. It doesn't matter if you can see the road, the road can see you. It doesn't matter. No, nope, drop pants and go, you know, right oh, there. I got to pee on a tree. It's the greatest thing. So. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. get that. It seemed to help a lot. Challenge with that at three and a half, three and a half year old T-ball. 
Oh. And all the kids would be running around out, out in the outfield. My son, my oldest, would drop trow and just pee right in the middle of the outfield. <laughs> that's, that's, that's picture worthy. That is. That's, that's perfect. awesome. That's perfect. So we didn't, we didn't do that with my second one. <laughs> yeah. Well, so kind of speaking to like teaching them outside or whatever. So I was out hiking with my kids and we were potty training my daughter at the time. And we were on a trail. Like we'd, we had gone to the bathroom before we left. Everything was good. I was like, Oh, no problem. But of course, you know, we're hiking and drinking water the entire time. And at one point she turns around to me, she's like, I got to go potty. And I'm like, Oh, this is a new level of parenting right here. What are we going to do in this situation? Luckily there was like a log that was down and I'm like, all right, pull your pants down. Like, kind of lean her back over the law <laughs> like i'm gonna hold you while you pee and she's like looking at me like are you serious i'm like just trust me you're okay <laughs> trust daddy Man, i got that you. was I got that was you. a story i've done this a hundred times yeah. i swear but that was a story to come back and tell the wife <laughs> there was a uh, there's a product on the market called the potet and i carry i used to yep. carry it in a store and it was crucial for on the go potty because mm-hmm. it was collapsible i mean it was only yay big you know folded up so it'd slide in my diaper bag. I, I still keep one behind the seat of the truck, just in case we're out and about and little girl needs to pee. I could just right there on the on the, on the ground. Here you go. I might have to get one of those for my road trip coming up this summer. <laughs> the family. <laughs> just... It is. It, it's a worthwhile investment. It's the best fifteen dollars I think I've ever spent. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to definitely look into that because I'm looking at doing a five thousand mile road trip this summer with the, with the family. So we'll, oh, we'll kind of need that. Yeah. Yeah, even even my don't tell my wife I said this, but even she's used it. So, <laughs> all good, man. Hey, no judgment here for Maybe. sure. I definitely won't tell her. I you I've ever heard anything about that guy. Like, that's for sure. I'm not getting in that fight, but I would absolutely, and I'm sure my wife would too. I mean, if we were on a trip that we're really committed, hey, you gotta um, go. You gotta go, and it's you, better than exactly. drop, you know, stop, drop, and squat. At least you got something to like, kind of sit on. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah our outdoor potty story for the, the travel pee we were in. We, we did the uh, Briggs and Al's 10K one year. It's the big children's hospital uh, thing they do every year, Moneymaker. And uh, we were taking, it was three and a half, I think at the time, my youngest, and he had to pee. So we had the travel like Paw Patrol fire truck yeah. thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. About, well, like this big. And we had it in the bottom of the stroller. So we side of the road, there's like 10,000 people in this race side of the road. He just is peeing in the middle of, <laughs> so we, he didn't care. We were like, eh, whatever. I'm yeah. sure some runner a while back, probably yeah, I'm sure some runner go. a while back probably was doing something similar. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's adults running by going, Oh, now I really have to pee. <laughs> Oh, I've, I, so I used to, I used to be a pretty avid cyclist and, uh, I, I could remember watching a guy actually, as I was going by him and he was literally on the bike, still like coasting down and like peeing off the side of his bike. I'm like, how is that even possible? Like the balance you have, sir, is amazing. All right. I'm going to keep going now. (laughs) Well done. Got to roll. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Don't need to see that. <laughs> no. But um, so kind of to keep things back on track here a little bit. Um, <laughs> I, so what is something that you wish you'd have known before you had started potty training? Like, is there something that kind of came to mind that where you're like, oh, man, like this would have been great to have known. Um, is there anything that came out for that for you guys? Uh, for me, it was uh, the fear of pooping. That the oh, kids yeah. Have. 
So for my second one, we were we were aware it was going to happen. So because it was so bad with our first one, but it was literally like just that whole like it's like you've been pooping in a diaper for two years already. Like why is this such a big deal? You have no mm-hmm. clue that all of a sudden they're going to be on the potty and pooping, and then they freak mm-hmm. out. Like my first one, like the literally the first time he did it, he like started bawling like. And he had like no clue what was going on. It's like, you don't get that. And then like, not for us, it's like, it's so natural. You're like, why is that affecting you? But mm-hmm. the, I think it goes over it in the three day book or maybe a little bit, or my wife looked up online or something. She's like, to them, they're like losing a part of them and they don't understand hmm. it. So it's like, yeah, we didn't expect it to be so bad. Like in our second one, we were expecting it, but he was not reacting at all to any, uh, bribes to get him to do it and be like okay with it and it was like two weeks and he was like we thought he was like stuff you know like he was pooping his pants or he wasn't pooping like it was like a big deal we finally the only reward he reacted to was being able to call a family member to tell him that he pooped <laughs> nice <laughs> oh you get to call auntie Lori and tell her that you pooped or you get to call <laughs> uncle mark and, t- and then like so that was his reward mm-hmm. for pooping and then i finally got him over that hump that sounds like a great family Very text cool. hey just by the way you're probably going to get a pooping phone call at some point <laughs> get ready I, I didn't realize they'd be scared of the flush that was one of my you know my, mm. my oldest um mm-hmm. he didn't mind pooping you know he's like in the in the you know little uh little potty chair but he did not want that to flush he, he could jump it in the big toilet but he was not going to be in that room when you pull that lever it's just, <laughs> yeah just too much noise or he didn't know where the poop went or I'm not sure what was going on in his little two-year-old brain. Um, but he wanted absolutely nothing to do with the flush. Yeah. And once we finally, like you said, rewarded him, you know, then talking about how big it, my, my in-laws had come to visit uh, and everybody made a big deal about, look, I'm flushing, you know, and peer pressure. He wanted to be a flush guy too. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody flushed. So, do you, is there anything that you wish you'd have known, Don? I wish I'd have known how cool it was. <laughs> That's you an know, interesting how, statement. <laughs> Elaborate <laughs> on that. <laughs> well, it, again, I'm going to get all philosophical on you. Uh, but to watch this transition from baby to little kid, I mean, that's kind of a rite mm-hmm. of passage doing that, um, okay. you know, the potty training thing. And it's just, I just, the first one caught, caught me off guard, but as the second and third, I was like, this is a rite of passage that I want to be a part of. And, yes. and I love watching the transition, watching the change, watching the, 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 the light up, you know, when they get that aha moment of how it works. It's just, it's so incredibly rewarding. I, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't prepared for that. Mm. Um, and I, I wish I had somebody had been like, Hey, it was actually not all that bad. It's not as scary mm-hmm. as you think it may be if you approach it with the right mindset. And um, so after that, I was like, you know, second, third, this, this is great. I'm all over it. Yes, That's really cool. Yes. I haven't uh, looked at it like that. <laughs> I, I have to say, I'm really, really glad that you said that because I have looked at it like mm. that. Um, it's one of those stages, but I mean, just cause this is the kind of person I am, I guess when it came down to time with the kids as infants, my wife did almost, you know, my wife did all the feeding. So I did all the diaper change. That was all me. And I, my wife could do it if she wanted to, but I said, no, I've got them every single time from birth until where is, you know, all the time, because that was the time that I got to spend with them. 
even though it's kind of gross, you know, but it's that moment of, no, this is you and daddy right here, that one-on-one, that, that skin to skin contact that, you know, you know, the voice you're using or whatever. And when potty training, it was that same moment. And honestly, I felt like, um, like you said, it's a rite of passage. I didn't ever phrase it that way, but I thought of it like, yeah, I I'm going to get you through this next stage. I'm going to help you become a, a, a new person, almost so someone that's using the potty instead of pooping in, in their pants all the time. And I love that you said that. I really do. I think that's just a, a beautiful way of looking at it. I think if more people looked at it that way, it wouldn't be so intimidating and scary, you know, Yeah. if they would realize that that is, it's not going to happen again. This is the only time that you're ever going to have this opportunity with this kid. Mm-hmm. Don't blow it. You know, don't, don't, yeah, don't yeah. wish that time Enjoy away, it. you know, uh, especially doing the three day method. Like, like, uh, Paul and I did, you know, you, you were all over that kid. You're like, right there, you're seeing him. And when do you get to do that again? Mm-hmm. When do you ever get to spend that much time with your kid and see what they're doing and see what they're all about and see what they're interested in? Don't waste an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think that falls in line too. with just like the question of like best tips or whatever. I feel like you kind of gave a really good like best tip right there in the fashion <laughs> of like, hey, like don't let this like moment pass you by as far as like seeing it as like, there's more positive to negative of what's what's going on there so that's cool man paul do you have any uh tricks that work for you besides what we had just already talked about with with your kids uh i guess the biggest thing i had is like don't get uh, upset when they don't make it to the potty like good advice yeah (laughs) make it yeah make a game of it that's like the biggest tip because i know people get mad like my neighbor who's got a kid that's a day older than my second and they're really good friends they hang out all the time they're in our covid bubble so they can play it all the time. And when they were potty training, they get so mad at him when he make an accident. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, just, that's the whole point. Yeah. Like I just say like, they're going to have an accident. That's the point. Right. Like, this is a training thing to their teacher. Yeah. Right. Negative reinforcement doesn't work so well. I, I like the idea though, of like the, you're talking about like the, uh, the, the big boy pants, big girl pants type of thing. I, I know for like, for our kids, like we made a big deal about that. Like, you know, Hey, we're going to go to the store and you're going to get a pick out your own underwear that you want to wear and that kind of thing. And um, you know, whatever you, whatever you want to pick kind of deal. And uh, it's interesting because like, you know, it all depends on like what they're involved in. So like my, my oldest, like, I think he started out with like, star wars maybe some like paw patrol mm-hmm. and, and just there was stuff like i like spider-man like all those things my daughter was like my little pony and then frozen um but one of the things that was interesting with um one of my family members was my niece actually she wears uh boys underwear like she really really liked like uh, spider-man and they don't make spider-man mm-hmm. and girls underwear and so she was just like i want these and her mom was like they're they're boys and like I was explaining to her she's like no I don't care like I want these and eventually my my sister-in-law was just like fine like hey this is what you want to wear this is what you want to wear and I think that that's something to you to just kind of put out there and, and let people realize is like hey like their underwear like who cares like honestly like don't make a big deal Especially about at it that age oh yeah definitely think, you know, yeah girls and boys underwear that age cut differently it is there is there is yeah there is a little bit of different in cut yeah there is a difference in cut in a way just because of how they're made i mean think about like you know guys underwear that's like the 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 whitey tighties type of style like with the way it is and then girls fly in the front yeah and then girls is a little bit more like frilly and you know different just a different 
feeling to it. it doesn't have that fly in the front type of deal but yeah i mean but they all i think it all like cuts and wears the same honestly you're putting two legs in there <laughs> it's going up around your waist yeah yeah and like don said at that age there's really no even the fly I mean, is just aesthetic yeah. it's not real exactly. right yeah. exactly it's it's no kidding <laughs> We had a problem with the with, with my oldest trying to find skivvies that were the right size because he's a pretty petite fellow, <laughs> and uh, at two years old they just didn't make them that small. I mean, mm-hmm. we needed uh, we did the tidy whities and uh, size two for two year olds, and they were still falling off of him because they were so big on him. Oh, he was just a mm-hmm. little bitty guy and about that big around. So yeah, I mean, he didn't have much of a choice. We found the ones that fit. <laughs> <laughs> made a big yep. deal of, look these are yours <laughs> Ta-da. awesome no man it's, it's it's good to get to talk to you guys about this and i i think you guys brought some really cool insight into just potty training hopefully you guys hopefully folks that are listening you know get some information that helps them to sort of like maybe not feel so overwhelmed in the process like that that's kind of the one thing that I really wanted to see come out of this conversation was that um, anybody that listens to this, like see that, you know, you don't have to get angry. You don't have to be like all full of anxiety. Like kids are going to figure it out. And it's just being there and supporting them as they walk through it. And like you were saying, Don, like it's, it's a rite of passage. So it's kind of enjoy that part of it. Don't, don't let that part pass you by. It really is a once in a lifetime thing. You only potty train mm-hmm. once. Right. So hopefully in your life there's always an exception (laughs) that you're drunk or whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's always an exception things hypothetically (laughs) it's all good cool well gentlemen thanks so much for coming on tonight and uh and talking with us about this uh really hope that we get more guys that come on and, and do some of these different topics with us. Um, Danny and I've got a bunch of different ones pulled out for, uh, future, uh, future episodes to go through, but, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. And, uh, uh, anybody that's listening, uh, please feel free to reach out, leave us messages, let us know, uh, what things you're struggling with, what you've gone through with uh, potty training and, uh, just your successes and, uh, maybe your failures of it. Like to hear about them. We'll, we'll air them on the show if you send them to us. So, uh, but Hey, thanks. Y'all have a good day. Cool. Good night. I'm a dad. That's what I do.